Welcome again to this week's episode of the Pine Bean Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. We've got a fantastic guest, and without further ado, let's get on. He is Bobby from Scott Squad. He is the host of the Straight White Whale podcast, a stand-up comedian. It's Mr. Dan Connell. Welcome along, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Having me, having me, lads. Can I start that again? <laughs> <laughs> Late man last we night. We can't start again, can we? No, we can. We'll start again. Start again. No, fuck it. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, I stayed up to six in the morning last night watching that new Jeffrey Dormer show on Netflix. So I'm a wee bit wired today, man. Are you enjoying it? Um, I'm haunted by it. I realise <laughs> this is a comedy podcast, but so. No, he never said that out there. He said it was his most challenging wank. <laughs> so <laughs> don't let him double down. Just before we get into dear buddy, talk us through the vest. My weighted vest, mm -hmm. I'm currently shredding right now, so I wear a weighted vest and I'm like on a cycle of constant calorie burning and stuff. I did get an Uber here, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll walk it back. Good, that's, that, I like to see that motivation and that. that's, that's dynamite. Pure gibbering shite in the taxi to the guy about the weighted vest. I'm like, <laughs> I'm working a pub beside the Avalon, mate, right? And I'll, uh, my butt, I just drop his half at Tesco, mate, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, let's get into Dear Biddy. There's been a few, there's, there's a few crackers uh, here. So, Dear Biddy, are you ready? Dear Biddy, what did you dream about last night? Now I'm going to, do you, do you have dreams? Sometimes I, but it's not really, fuck it, I don't. Most of the time I don't remember them because I wake up so many times for pisses and I interrupt them and I just, they just don't get to unfold. That's true, you do. But uh, I don't know, what's the last thing I can, what's the last dream I can remember dreaming about? That was Man. weird the way you said that, what was the last, that was like... I don't know, Dan, have you got anything you remember dreaming about recently while I sit back and have a hink here? Hi, I had a weird dream about a guy for TikTok last night. Do you know that food nutrition guy? I think he's called Naz or something. Chaz, he's a food Scot nutrition does it on my for you page. It's not really for me. <laughs> he's like he's like the Aldi guy. He gets all the cheap meals for Aldi, and he he cooks the cheap meals. And he's like how to cook on a budget. So I had a dream last night that I was supposed to do his podcast, and I slept in. And he was messaging me on Facebook like, "At you're out of order, mate." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if, if Naz watches, I think he's a still sound. Don't worry about it. But I, I, you know, actually, when I seen that, I had a dream when I was it was a dream, it was a nightmare. When I was like, I don't know, I must have been like six or seven. This or something, your right? last, and your last dream, and he's no, but this one's this one's mental, right? <laughs> so when I was like, when I was a wee boy, my dad is an absolute dick, right? And he used to wind me up something chronic. So he. Here's a bit of premise, right? So he used to have this big sword, right? Um, doesn't he sound great? Actually, does <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, he used to. I was never allowed to tell my mom about it, like genuinely, right? And he he bought this big mad samurai sword years ago, and he used to <laughs> tell me, right, that if I touch, like this is just obviously a parenting skill. He's like, if you touch that, 
you'll die instantly. So don't touch it, which I think is probably really good parenting. So I don't pick it up and cut my fucking legs off or something. But one night, my mom was a you and I was just like, we boy running about the house. And he's like, obviously acting a dick. So he gets the sword and he's like, remember, don't touch us or you'll die. So I'm sitting on his bed, right? Wee boy in my pajamas and he's going like that, trying to poke me a bit. And it literally got to the stage, he hugged me up against the headboard. I'm literally like that. And he's like, oh, don't let it touch you. Well, this is my da with a psycho. And he used to tell me, but if we were out at night, if I was on my bike or whatever, and he couldn't be asked, he'd be like, we need to get home. The sun's going down, the vampires are coming out. Wow. That's what he used to say, we need to get home. If he couldn't be asked, but we need to get home. The vampires are coming out, they'll get you. And I remember having this nightmare, right? Where I was like in this fucking, let's see the Iron Brew carnival. I was on like one of the fucking mad, like roundabout things but it wasn't like an actual carnival one it was like one you'd get in like Silverton Park or something and it was just like a roundabout thing and I'm on that and there's this vampire trying to bite me as I'm going in at me it was fucking mental and that was even before I'd looked at fucking weed there's an intro on my dad and there was probably one of the best dreams I remember <laughs> you see that thing a guy trained his cell that if he's having a bad dream he can like in, imagine a game menu screen it's like a specific game menu screen and he can like go to the quit button and that wakes him up was that your dad as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> Has he still got the sword? I don't think so. I don't know if he get rid of it. Mate, you get four and a half here for that. He's probably got rid of it. Four and a half for having a sword? Aye. Really? Yep. This is why I'm wearing this vest. <laughs> Just in case my dad comes in and goes like, <laughs> I don't know, man, but like, uh, he, he probably, see, for all I know, that like, I was six year old, it could have been a fucking plastic thing, do you know what I mean? It could have been one of these, like, magician swords where it curls up so you can put it all the way down your mouth. But there we go. So you don't have any, like, dreams you remember? No, I mean, no, really. I think the last time I had a snap my ankle on it. Playing football, snap my ankle. Woke up. I was like, were you on the ball getting tackled or were you just, like, walking about and your ankle caved in? I don't know what I was doing, mate. I just can't remember. I just remember snap my ankle on a dream. But this was after I'd already snapped my ankle, so maybe. Who knows? But a repressed memory, PTSD, Aye, not PTSD. Not much. The next, the next, have you ever had a night terror? No, I've never. I've heard of fucking deadly, but I've never had one. What's a night terror? Sorry, I'm a bit out of here. Like you're paralyzed and you can't do it, and there's just somebody in the corner of the room or staring at you or something. Just, but you're 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 awake, but you just can't physically move. Aye, so it's like a goblin or something in your room hovering near you. Is you're, that you're, is that you're awake? Is that legit? I know yep. it happens to a lot. Of, quite a lot of folk have heard it. You ever heard it? No, for a long time, but I used to have it. It's uh, that, mental. That must be intense. You're lying in your bed and you're like, ah, <laughs> trying to wake yourself up. Are you like sleeping though? You're dreaming it, but no, are it's you, weird. Are it's you like, like hallucinating? It's like your brain is awake, but your body's asleep, so you can't move. It's so weird. Have you ever had one, Paul? Sorry, my, my mic was off. I was chewing chewing gum. Uh, and I, are you talking about sleep paralysis? Uh, yes. Aye, I've had sleep paralysis before. Just I'm just saying what, that, so, what, so it's real. Uh, what was it like? Was oh, it? it's fucking terrifying, mate. You feel I like see. you're going to die. You literally think you're never going to be able to move again. Aye. It's fucking horrible. That's a hard wank as well. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you... Imagine you're lying there with that mad sleep paralysis and you're like, oh, but you've got the biggest rager gone. Aye, there's just like a goblin sucking in your cock. <laughs> Fucking had a toast and cheese last night, man. <laughs> Fuck you. The next dear buddy we've got, right? Uh, this is for you, buddy. Is what is your dream job? Dream job? I don't know, man. Uh, people say this, but who really has a fucking dream job? Who wants to actually who, see if somebody's dreaming or doing something? Why would we work? He's fucking half in one here, isn't he? No, I'm half in Paul Jenk, I'm half in one here. What's your dream job? Why would you dream a job? 
If see if you done any need to work, nobody would work if you done any need to work. I don't think that's true, mate. I don't know. You're just <laughs> you're just shouting shit for the sake of shouting shit no, here. I don't think, mate. I don't think so. I right, okay. Like... Say it right. Okay, so the ideal scenario is when you're millions and we don't need to ever do it again. But for the argument of you would have to work till you're eligible to retire, what would you like to do? Day in, day out, five days a week, seven and a half hours a week, twenty eight days holiday. You know, football would be bank holidays, cool. not in... fucking football, basketball player, NFL, or something like that. It'd be pretty cool. Do you know what I think? Just, I mean, if you just fucking. Chopped up at a pitch, one about. Because that's what they <laughs> Brian do. Brian Gibbs stealing away Genevieve, ain't he? So. Ah, exactly. Well, fair enough. I suppose. I suppose uh, a dream job done. I've got two. Right, go for it. The first one is not really about money. It's more about peacefulness. I would say collecting golf balls in a golf course, at the driving range and stuff, driving about in the wee cart. Nobody annoying me. I collect balls on the golf course when I lose them in the bushes. I <laughs> find a few. <laughs> Is, honestly, you'd like to do that? I think it'd be nice and peaceful. Just Nab- walking about picking balls up. Nobody annoying me. No yeah, colleagues. It's get, my job. You get wee pricks trying to scalp you with the ball, but... I'm alright with that. I'm <laughs> cool what, with that. Dom, and, what about like Forrest Gump? Like just driving a wee tractor that cuts the grass? Aye. Like that type that. of thing? Aye. Happily do that. Uh-huh. And then... Hoopy. You know Hoopy the hound dog? <laughs> For Celtic, mm-hmm. I'd do that as a gig. Do you know uh, when you're talking about football mascots at the 2014 <laughs> Scottish Cup final? Um, it was St Johnson v Dundee United at Parkhead, and my Fitbit team at the time, our coach worked for the SFA, so he got us part of the volunteer group that done the the pitch display. So we done the rehearsal. It was just basically we're holding like two flags, like a Dundee United flag on one side and a St Johnson flag on the other side, and about and that was kind of going on. Done the rehearsal. Uh, and then we had to kind of mull about for a couple of years to kick off. So you had to be there, crack a dawn today, and then you fucked about and like there's a wee fan zone hang. There was like, well, there was, le- there was like wee astroturf pitches and stuff and loads of stuff going on. And then about halfway through, he came up to me and he went, went, Ross, you're a bit of a fanny, aren't you? And I went, aye. And this is genuinely where I think, like, I kind of thought I could be a performer, whether it be a comedian or whatever. And he went, we've got a bit of a problem. So I went away through. And if you look at Fitbit Grounds like Ibrox and Parkhead, right, you've got like, say that's the main stand there, and then you've got like the wee tunnels that like, you're doing there either side of them. So I went down there, and he's like, we've not got a mascot. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean we've not got a mascot? I was like, walk out holding the guy's horn. That's what I thought he meant. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be walking out with Stevie May like that, all right, mate? <laughs> That's what I thought he meant. But I was like, I've looked like this, I've got a big beard now. I'm like, ah, nah, mate, I'm not getting away with it. No chance. And he's like, no, the costume, I'm like, ah, all right. And it was the official Scottish Cup Scotty dog, right? It was like, are we fucking yachts or ten? I don't know what the fuck it was, right? Some Scottish dog, right? And I, I don't know dogs, right? But it was, and it was like this full white outfit and it had like a referee's yellow sort of Scottish Cup tap on and I paraded in front of 60,000 Dundee United and St. Johnson fans in Parkade like that. Amazing. And that's it. It was that's that I've done that, and it was the best thing ever. We done the we done the two year after it, like three year after it. I know. We done the following year, which was pitch because it was Falkirk number nice, and it was in Hamden. And it was fucking dead, and that was holding up letters. It was like letters on the pitch. It wasn't even flags. I had to hold an S up. It was pitch, and they've got the, <coughs> and then see the pyro. They've got all the flames going off, and it's fucking roasting. It's honestly pitch. And then the following year it was Hibs Rangers, and that was good. And I'm, we managed <laughs> to get into the Rangers was it? side. The bit before it, because you're on a pitch, and I packed out Hamden. Aye. 
and the atmosphere was unbelievable. Did you get like, paid? No, it's volunteer work. <sighs> but you're 16 at the time and it was fucking brilliant because you're on the pitch at Hamden literally minutes before the game kicks off as the teams came out hoarding like I think for that year it was like the hub side was like green and white banners going the full length of the pitch and then red, white and blue ones for Rangers across the full length. Um, and then, but the tickets were only in the hub's end because obviously Rangers were looking like, any other fucking tickets. So he let us, he walked up like we're hamden as you walk up running the tap with all the hospitality suites up and he just got to a door and opened it and it was the rangers line they just went on you go and we just managed to find somewhere to sit and then it all kicked off oh, and i ran like a little bitch i did i was doing the front and i ran like an absolute bitch i shot myself because i thought i was going to get charged off all these fucking spoon burners for edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> Lovely way to put it. I'm not being funny, but it was the AIDS capital of the world at one time. Do you know what I mean? Train uh, spot in that. Isn't it? Well, exactly. There you go. But anyway, there you go. That's. Uh, <laughs> I would do that for a job. I would do that for a job. That would be my dream job. Be like a mascot. I'd love that. Brilliant. Do you like to be one of the American ones that square go with each other? Oh, imagine that body pop. See the thing is, right? <laughs> see, you couldn't do that in Scotland, though, could you? Like an old firm of Broxy and Hoopy fighting each other because fans would like get right on that. They would. They would actually jump the barrier and start whitey punch fuck out the guy in the suit and it's like we're just kidding on. They would. Mm. What you're trying to say is Scottish fans are assholes? No, but they're stupid. You said it. Not me. You would. Honestly, you try to tell me, right, if Broxy and Hoopy had a wee like kid on fight, you wouldn't get folk getting right behind it. You probably would, I. Like yeah. it's a heavyweight title fight. Probably just as fake as MMA right now. Oh, don't even start. Again. What? <laughs> nothing, mate. Nothing. No one going to give you the fuel you need. Just for background, if you've not seen, go on to our TikTok and look at the clip about his UFC fake. Um, it just shows that MMA fans are really intelligent people. Really, really clever. Despite getting kicked in the head. It just shows how clever they are. Sarcasm might not be a concept to these people. Imagine a comedian taking the pass. How dare he? Anywho, right, the next one was, if you were a soup buddy, what would it be? A soup? What, what suit would I be? Oxtail, because you're bogging, no? No, mate. <laughs> I love how he was like, ah, no, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, no, not me. Uh, I don't know, mate. Maybe my tweed suit, man. Just a wee, wee, wee tweed suit. Three-piece number. <laughs> he said soup. Soup? I thought he said soup. You're a fucking... <laughs> and then he said oxtail, and I'm like, no, mate. What even is an oxtail soup? <laughs> oh, if I was a soup... Hands down, lentil soup, mate. I love lentil soup. I'd be lentil soup. Right, okay, cool. Classic number. Do you know, I I, I, I like tomato. I think you get to you, 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 the Heinz tin, right? Which is dino. But see if you get a proper, like if you go to like a cafe or something, you get proper tomato soup cooked for scratch. It's not a thing. It's honestly. You know what it I can think, be goated. I think confusing about soup. There's a flavour called cream of tomato, but tomatoes don't have any cream. What the fuck's that all about? I think you put a wee bit on the top. You ever seen that where it's like, you get the wee bit, like, when it comes down in the plate and there's just that sort of white shit and a swirl, like it's a latte. But then you mix that in and it's nice. Mm. That sounds sus. What about yourself, Dan? Chicken soup. I don't eat it often, but it reminds me of good times. When you're a wee boy and you're not well. Aye. Why is that a thing if you're not well, you eat chicken soup? Is, ever, is, that, is that just a th me thing? Uh, no. I'm it's a spot. Same. Do you ever put a full slice of bread in soup, like break it up and mix it up? Mm -hmm. Aye. Do you ever do that with mince and totties and all with the gravy left in the mince? There's like a wee sort of dry to that with the bread. Mm -hmm. 
Of course you do. Do you know, I've never in my 35 years of life, I know it's nothing to do with soup, I've never had mac and cheese without tomato sauce. I've never? I've never tasted it. Right, okay. My wee sister does that. But, I've, I mean, I've tried it. And I prefer it without tomato sauce, but I wouldn't knock it back with tomato sauce if it was eating me with it. It's fine either or. It is, my wee sister was actually had to have tomato sauce in it, but that could be bread food mm. when you're, when you're right. really young, and it's like a sort of everything's better with tomato sauce. I used on to it, put tomato sauce into Kraft's cheese pasta. I think that's where mine started to make it actually edible. Aye, fair enough. <laughs> and then it just goes on, and then you get a nice mac and cheese, and you're still putting fucking ketchup on it. <laughs> I mac and cheese is like a big thing, you know. See if you go to any restaurant, if you look at the sides, there's always mac and cheese. It's like in the last couple of years. Imagine that mac and cheese being popular. No, I know, but like you'd normally get that as like a main course. Like now you get it with like as as a side. Uh, it's like trendy now. Aye. Like, it wasn't trendy when we were ten. Comes in a tin cup. Aye. <laughs> 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 we fucking. I don't understand that why it's become so. What's the other thing? It's like so salt and salt and pepper shit is just or salt and chili, whatever you call it. That's like, I mean, Bucks Bar are making a fucking fortune off that. Oh, I went to Bucks Bar's good. I mean, I no, I don't get it. it's good, but it's just like, like chicken wings as well. I see a bit of a surgeons in that. Mm-hmm. Loads of folk getting all, it's all be snacky stuff. Like, I wouldn't take my missus to Miller and Carter, because like, we go anywhere, she's like, I just want chicken wings and nachos. I'm like, oh, I could have fucking done that in the house. Right. You know Mac I mean? and cheese is a new brisket. <laughs> Remember that? Everybody was eating fucking brisket for years. I don't think I've had it. Maybe I've had it. I've once. never I had it. Seems like it. an American thing, brisket to me, pure meatloaf brisket, all that stuff. It seems like a pure American thing. I tell you what, but meatloaf's dino. Have you ever had hamwich? Aye. No. No. Have you no? no? Oh, mate, that is the elite council dinner, right? Hear me out. So, but a ham, right? Probably about a gammon in reality, right? And you get it's melted cheese out of the top of it and butter. Aye. Of course, we've had it. Cheese right? hamwich. Aye, mate, it's fucking yeah, dino in it, and you could have it with like smiley faces, chips, beans, chips. Fucking, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh mate, mine's in Darren's yes. gen. That's a bit generational thing because I've never heard of that. But mine's in Darren's generation. It was Findus crispy pancakes. Yes, they, they were an abomination. I don't even know if they sell them anymore, mate. They were a cancer scare. <laughs> EU regulations <laughs> have put them out of commission. Aye. Yeah, we're all gonna die before we're forty, aren't we? <laughs> what's that? What's that? that, that means one? Paul's no get long left at eleven, then, eh? What's what's that? Oh, I, what's the one about fucking? Oh, but is, you get spam, right? I know you get spam, right? What's the other one called? Corn beef. No, free bentos. Me never Darn, heard of that part. Me, I've never had it personally. Me and Darn have done a full podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> bentos. Have you? That offended a lot of people, by the way. Did it? Aye. How come? Oh, it's really nice. That was a ch- childhood dinner. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's absolutely barking, man. Right, I think we'll move away for this before I get a fucking half brick on our food. Right, dear Biddy, will you ever try stand-up comedy? Feel like your big dong could become a signature bit. You've wrote that. I have not. No, you've wrote that. I genuinely have not. And see when I seen it. fucking wrote that question. It, and see when I seen it, my eyes lit up. I was like, thank you. Somebody else has got my segue right into Bobby. I, don't know, I man. fucking love it. Have, have you got a big cock? I've got a daft wee piece, mate, and he's just... Does he fuck, man? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> is that flying about, eh? Paul, where's my... No, ball? no, oh, he's just... He's every, every episode, man, he just keeps talking about my banger. <laughs> so, for context... Is that... Oh. No. Is same that, that, That's that a fucking 22-inch bottle or something. Hindl- 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 Highland Spring... I said Hindland there. <laughs> Highland Spring, like, 
done that mad thing that they do, like you know, Mrs. Doubtfire when they put his face in like the, the clay thing. That's what they'd done for the bottle, <laughs> for a big bottle. For his Bobby. Mm -hmm. It's like no way if we made a bottle out your Bobby, it would hold one and a half litres of water. That is actually true. That is fact. So thank you, Highlands. Right, moving back to the actual and they, question. And they pay for uh, this <laughs> I don't know if I'd try stand up. He's going to want it, mate, to try it. Yeah. I feel like it's something I can maybe do, but it's something that I'm no... I'm no pure, like, jumping at the bit to try and do it. Like, if the if occasion arises, you know, under, everybody loves an underdog story. Who wouldn't they love me getting on the stage underdog and that? Aye. Shining this man. <laughs> what do you mean? Everybody's an underdog when they <laughs> start. <laughs> Where's this <laughs> Rocky <laughs> man? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Did a training montage of you in the mirror like that? Hey, my big dick now. <laughs> no, I, no, I'd, I'd maybe try it at one uh, point, but uh, everybody loves an underdog story. <laughs> I've just gone up to talk about free bentis for five minutes. Because <laughs> everybody when they do their first five minutes is like amazing. They get applause, but they don't even get their full material. They're that good. So if you don't do that, you know, oh, it's hardly that. Is it? It would hardly be that underdog story. No, it is. See, I'm on the show. So you did your own show and your little thing you on. On with all these guys, underdog buddy coming on first time appearance, blow them cunts out of water, shite all of them. Aye, because it's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, but still. Um, the next one was, what's your favourite TV show? Favourite TV show? Hmm. <laughs> don't know, right now I'm watching House of Dragon. Oh, come on, fuck. No, but it's, your favourite TV show does kind of change. It does vary, right? I love right, Suits. It? I it? like Suits, right? Suits right, okay. is brilliant. Uh, I've watched that like fucking eight times. The right. thing. Was that soups? <laughs> 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 fucking did him get it up yet? Right, aye. Uh, soups, soups is no bad. There used to be a TV show when I was younger. I watched all the time. It's called Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. Do you, do you know Zachary Levi? It does it. Plays uh, Shazam. He plays the fucking that guy. I know the guy. You're he was the about. actor in it, man. I've watched that fucking other times, but Chuck. no, I don't know, man. There's there's some. TV shows vary, it depends on mood you're in, don't I? I could happily you know think? I'm trying to think of one's Scott Squad. <laughs> good save. That's not even my favourite show, fuck's sake. <laughs> That's a good save. It's a very no, good save. No, it is, man. My, I would say that one I could start, like, season one through to the, the finale would be Scrubs. Scrubs? Mm, yeah. I loved Scrubs. It was an elite programme. Oh, how... Always sunny in Philadelphia. That's definitely ah, my favourite TV show. That. That's definitely my favourite TV show, man. What about yourself, Dan? Without a doubt. I was disappointed with the new season, though. New season wasn't great, but you, they can't keep the same level of comedy they had previously because yeah. they wouldn't get away with some of the stuff. Aye. Do you know what I mean? They, they can't get away with certain things anymore that they used to get away with. Plus, they're all kind of balding and old. Uh, and... Danny DeVito's the greatest, the shortest man ever. Aye. You know, but uh, although fucking Rob McElhaney, he's turned into the fucking Rock Lesnar of the fucking show, man. Guy. <laughs> a legitimate athlete. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly just, I was, I, I had no plans to come in here and do any of the stuff we normally do. I was going to try for a full two hours just to go in on MMA. No, he can't do it. There's, 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 he can't avoid bringing up Man Ob in the show regardless. I don't know what it is. He can't avoid trying to wind folk up. It's a majestic animal. At you know one I mean? point, at one point, the it'll day, be on a flag of a country one day. Do you know what I mean? At one point, the day he's going to try and gaslight himself. Well, I'm shite. Hate comedy. Don't even want to be here. And look for compliments after you. Don't let him do it. Don't let him get a compliment no, after you. No, you're, you're. I, I wouldn't agree. Paul, with you. how many? How does I, he do it every time? But when I said that on the Aye. last podcast, I was like, that was right off the back of me talking about MMA being fake and UFC being fake and wrestling being real. So I'm clearly in like the fucking wind-up mode. 
And then I turn around to the camera and say, oh, by the way, we've got a show coming up. It's going to be absolutely shite. I'm terrible. Don't buy tickets. If you bought tickets, get it up. Yeah, I'm not even going to be there. <laughs> you're taking the fucking bait. That's not me going, I want you to turn around and say, Ross, you're brilliant. You've never seen me. It's no, it was just. Right, should we find it, Mary, but darn. No, I want, I want compliments before we go any further. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, Straight White Whale podcast. Well, first of all, my favourite TV show is The Sopranos. Oh, sorry, The aye. Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. But Straight White Sopranos Whale. is a good show. I good only show. watched it recently, by the way. See, like, I didn't watch it. Ago. I didn't watch it till a few years ago as well, did you tell? And right. it was only because a few of my pals were watching it. I went, fuck it, I'll watch it. There's so many seasons, you can just sit there and spam it. I was house sitting for my mate and he's like, I've got no TV, you can watch The Sopranos. And I stayed with my family at the time. Aye. So I was like, oh, I'll go and get a break for my family and I'll go and use it to write like material. And I just binged The Sopranos for four days. And I swear to God, I ended up dehydrated. I was just lying on the couch for a week watching The Sopranos and I was fucked. I never done, I never even moved. I was just like, that was horrendous. But the TV show was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right, straight away, well, your podcast. Yes. How did it happen? I was a guest on Kieran Burns' podcast from All About Ability. And I know Kieran Burns well. And I came in here and then uh, he suggested that we did a podcast together. And it was during lockdown. I never done a gig for two years. And I was up for doing a podcast, but it never happened because of COVID and all that stuff. And I was kind of waiting about for about eight weeks or something. And I got in touch with Paul and I was like, Paul, I can't, I can't wait any longer, mate. I can't commit to a podcast. I need to know what's happening. And then Paul was just like, why don't you do your own podcast? And I never even, honestly, before Paul said that to me, I never even entered my mind to do it. And at that point, um... I wasn't gigging, I had no interest in comedy. I was just fucked during COVID. And then I came in here and uh, I was, I think I was going to chuck stand-up as well. I was thinking about chucking it. Talks and then it. when I was sitting at my desk and Paul was kind of laughing at some bits, when he was laughing, I was, get, I was getting the buzz back and I was like, I'm going to fucking start doing this again. And then gradually I just kind of, it found its voice really. I never knew that, we never knew that Paul was going to talk during it. I never really knew what I was going to talk about. And it's just kind of organically went the way it's went. So, And it's a fantastic podcast. And if you've not already, I would urge you, honestly, to go watch them from episode 1 through 30, whatever we're on now. Um, and it shows that it's it's doing really well because you now have got a show uh, monthly in the stand in Glasgow. Uh, Darren Connell on the Funny Watch. Again, a great show. Check it out. Um, and you said earlier, just before we come in, that you felt, or when you said, to watch the podcast and you got a huge reaction. Aye. That must make you feel brilliant. It was surreal. It was really surreal and really nice. Uh, I was comparing the show and I'll get you on, by the way. I'll get you on the next one. That's uh, a compliment I needed, Craig. Aye. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get him on. I'm just saying that. He's <laughs> <laughs> face. Make him feel good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, but wait, I shouted and half the room said they listened to the podcast and I was like, wow, I've never had that before. I've never experienced that before. It was really nice. And Paul was there last night and all and everybody, like Paul was at the bar getting a pint and people were coming up and they were like, credit Paul. And I'm like, no way, man. Like, 
I came in here fucked. I was working as a window cleaner uh, during lockdown. I, I, I came in here with my window cleaning stuff on and I was just like, like my horns were bogging and stuff. I couldn't be, I was like, I can't be fucked with comedy. And then a year later, people were like, happy one year birthday to the podcast. And I mean, we get DMs all the time, man. Aye. It's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I last night was lovely, man. It was a good, that's three sellouts in a row. I'm getting a chance to good Scottish comedians because everybody's like, I don't think they realise how good Scotland is for comedians. They just think Frankie Boyle, Kevin Bridges, that's it. They don't, I had people in that room last night. That guy walked up to me and he's like, ah, mate, I've never heard of the stand before in my life. I'm here <laughs> because of your podcast. He's like, I, I never even knew. And I kind of think, how the fuck do you know, know what the stand is? But then that's not his life. That's my life. Uh, but even last night, some people were like, I never knew you had other comedians on. I thought it was just a solo show. And I'm like, it's fucking bold as a multi-act night. But I know. But, 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 but you've read that Darren Connell <laughs> and the Funny Bunch. Who the fuck's the Funny Bunch? Aye, you know what I mean? Me and my other personalities. <laughs> like, fuck it, man. Halfway through, you just turn around and do their faces at you. Like, mm, between Aye. fucking... Doing jokes, but no, it's fuck it, it is. It's showing how good it is. And, and shout out to Paul, man, in the fucking green room. We did, we did get a comment when we put that TikTok out, and all the fucking intelligent MMA fighters and stuff were getting on our case. Um, and they were saying about, uh, and somebody said 90% of Scottish podcasts are filmed in the same place because it's the fucking goated place. He's yeah. the goated producer. If you think I want to do a podcast, do it with him. Don't even, it's even if you don't want to, just talk to him. Yeah. He loves, honestly, people talking to him all the time, don't you, Paul? Aye, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Especially MMA fighters. Also, is that supposed to be an insult? It's a studio. It's like saying half the shows are for BBC. You're like, so? I know. It's like somebody going like that to you. Fuck's sake, everything Bobby's on Scott Squad and it's that same bit. Aye, he's you know wearing I mean? the same jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like going for doing stand-up? I know, so Darren's done stand-up for 14 years. And going for stand-up, and then getting something like that. Because I remember, I remember, I don't know if you remember back in the day, you had Vine. Do you remember uh, that? I remember Vine, of course. Do you remember Darn on it? There was like a group of it Scottish people that were on ago. it. I remember it. There was a group of Scottish people. Like, fuck's sake, my dad was putting stuff out. It was... The whole... The <laughs> big samurai thing, sword. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing that kicked it off was like the Tourette's thing. Remember the Johnny Davidson? Aye. So my dad was like clipping bits. So it was like full metal jacket. And it's the bit at the start where Sergeant Hartman is like, what's your fucking name, scumbag? And it cuts to the guy going, Johnny Davidson. He was putting shit like that up. And then it was like this. It wasn't that big on it, right? But he still got more followers on TikTok than me, so go to fucking follow. But it was like, there was a group of Scottish people on it that were brilliant. You had the fashion police. Remember the fashion police one? Kind of rings a bell. It was like people dressed horrendously and folk filming them going, fucking nee, no, nee, no. That was all it was. And it was fucking hilarious. Uh, and then there was like see yourself there was a, a guy who used to drink Bucky on it all the time it wasn't his thing but he just always had like a bottle there um, there was a guy you see it on Scottish Patter pages and stuff it's like the guy he's at James James something his name is and he was at the fuck it he was like a concert and he's like nah mate this will be too fucking hardcore for me or heavy duty for me and it cuts to California girls <laughs> Katy Perry that was fine mate uh, that was what it was and Darren was on that and I remember his videos popping up all the time so you went for that but you'd already been doing stand up hadn't you aye so you get Vine and then you go for Vine they stand up and then you get on a Scots go. That's that's kind of like I, I, I think people don't appreciate the path that you've taken the road. We all and I said this to you when we went in Inverness. I was like, you're doing it. Yeah. 
And it's fucking, what's that like getting, getting something like that where you're going to be? Well, I get, I remember, God, Vine was so long ago and it ended up quite toxic. And I'm glad, I'm glad I went through it. I went through some horrific stuff with Scottish Vine. All the people you were talking about uh, was a part of a wee clique and uh, I was getting like death threats and all that. Fuck off, seriously? Aye. Back when I was an open spot comedian, I was working part time in Asda as a trolley boy and I was becoming a really good open spot comedian. I wasn't getting paid and then I got on Vine and, you know, I had a hangover one day. I was bored and I was like, downloaded Vine, made a couple of videos and it just skyrocketed and then it was going really well and then I seen it, it was getting toxic and when it started to get toxic, I was like, everybody follow me on Twitter and then it boosted my, my Twitter followers and then I deleted Vine and it really helped my my stand-up comedy but I'm glad I went through all that back in the day because it's thickened my skin because when there's maybe Scott Squad clips coming up or recently I was getting mad messages off a troll it doesn't even affect me anymore it genuinely doesn't even hurt my feelings or anything and I think it's because I went through all that shit with Vine so aye they were I, all a bunch of cunts I think I think when you're when you're talking about folk I can't believe folk honestly have got the time to sit and want to give you a boost <clears throat> mate it was really really mental it was like they were making fake they were in this Facebook group there was about 90 people in a Facebook group and I get added to it I wouldn't name names it was kind of everybody that you've mentioned and all and they were sharing things like really inappropriate things like porn and all that and I was like, why am I even in this group? And I left the group and then they re-added me and a couple of lassies were in the group and all and they all felt uncomfortable and they all left and then they added me again and I was like, I don't re-add me to this group and one of them was like, ah, who the fuck does he think he is? He thinks he's better than everybody. Let me wanna be and all that. And he spreaded a lie and everybody just trolled us, man. Just like... They were saying that I was calling them racist and homophobic and all that. I was like, what are you talking about? But back in the day, you're kind of like pure gut punch. You're like, I wasn't saying anything. Like, all I did was leave a, fa a Facebook group. Uh, so. It's uh, fucking mental. mental. I always thought it was a, I never, I never got involved in it. Right? I just liked watching it. I always thought it was just funny and it was all sound. It was horrible, mate. And a couple of them tried to do stand-up comedy and I heard they all horrifically died in their arse. So. That there made you, me feel good. There you go. You get your comeuppance. I, I used to, i tell you a quick joke, right? The, one of them used to call us a specky hot dog all the time for a troll account. And when Scott Squad get made, uh, I put that in a sketch that Bobby get called a specky hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, a, it was a viral clip. It went viral. So right, I was like, right. ah, maybe one of the cunts will see that and they'll, they'll know it's because they called us a specky hot dog. That's fucking so there amazing. You go. Get it up, please. <laughs> Aye, fuck every last one of these, man. I love it. That's fucking dynamite. Underdog so you, story, tell you. Uh, there you go. Aye, <laughs> just sitting, sitting in the, just writing speggy hot dog and a bit of paper for ages in the grey tracky, drinking fucking eight egg yolks. Like, I'm gonna fucking get these cunts. Weighted man. vest on. Fifteen years of revenge. The cunts probably fucking did. Fifteen years of revenge. Oh fucking. I love hold it, a man. grudge, man. I love it. So how you get? You've got your show now. Daryl Connell and the funny bunch at the stand. Did you say Daryl? Darren. 
Sounded like Daryl. No, that's I see it. he's not speaking it. the right today, man, because he definitely said had a few, soups. He didn't say soup. I had a few beverages last night. My no, mouth still a bit. No, I mean, never do that again. Well, that is, but you know no, that way, when like you've, you know that way after you've had a drink the next day, you're a wee bit kind of. I mean, oh, I can't really speak properly. I know. You know, know what I mean? Really. So I decided let's fucking do a podcast after it. Um, but how's how's that for you? You're loving that, aren't you? Free sell it shows, monthly show. I I mean I'm I'm at a stage now that I don't compare myself to anybody and I would I would say that you should do that. Don't think about anybody else. Never think how come they are getting this and I'm not getting that. Enjoy the work that you get, do the best that you can do, and things will fall into place. I'm no a hydro comedian. I'm I'm no even a king's comedian, but I pay my bills. If I get a night at the stand, I can sell it out. And I'm also spreading some work to other comedians. Uh, I love Scott Squad. I love playing that character. And uh, I'm at a stage in my life now that I just appreciate that what I've done. And see if I... I'm glad that I went through that during lockdown and all, because it made me humble. See, um, I mean, I've never known being a cunt, right? But see, when you get lost, you know yourself, you get your head gets fried. So see, when you're getting good gigs, when you're supporting people at the stand like Boyo or Bridges and stuff you don't even enjoy it you just think what can I get next and then lockdown happened and you know you're Bobby for Scott Squad you get nominated for a BAFTA and then cut to me fucking scraping bird shite off a window <laughs> I'm like how the fuck did that happen so I'm glad I'm glad that it happened I'm glad that I bumped into Paul so any anything that positive happens now I'm happy I, I don't get jealous or bitter or angry and if it ended the mora i would be able to look back at what i've done and i'd be like do you know what that was a good run i'm happy with that definitely mate. it's mental that though like you're talking about the buzz you get off stand up and then cut to because it's such an unpredictable thing like when i and we'll talk about your tour in a wee minute when you know so i, I supported darn and inverness i've no gig since i've not even had a snuff have you know? I had one yesterday that I'd meant it, I had to cancel. I did have, I did have prior arrangements. I canceled that like ages ago. Um, but I've not had one. Um, and it's kind of like... <laughs> it's so... It's going to sound so fucking wanky, right? But going for that and then thinking, I've got nothing, I'm going to go and do an open mic. Which I would love today. I just... Because they all do sign-up sheets now and stuff and I fucking miss them and I can't... I'm shite with technology. Um... But it's but you think doing that to that could be bad, and then you go for oh, like you say, doing the stand or whatever, or supporting these people, and you're fucking. It's mental how then Wendy's. It's fucking mental just how it can all go for. We're here one minute, and that, I think that's how they, they talk about the crash, mm-hmm. the post. It's fucking murder police, isn't it? Look, you obviously after last night that high. I don't know what your sleeping patterns like. Are you normally up to half five six o'clock? I was fucked last night. It was weird when you date for so long. I mean, I, I would imagine that you get when you start when you when you're a new comedian, you get nervous like even a month before the gig, and then as you date more often, it's like two weeks, and then it's a week. So yesterday, I started to get nervous like five hours before the gig, and it's really intense nervousness that just won't leave you. It will never go away. But as I date more often, it's uh, less. But you always, that nervousness never leaves you. Oh, uh, See, if you're no nervous, that's worrying. Aye. So, and the come down and stuff. I mean, I was, 
that's probably why I don't drink and all that because I'm like it's not healthy for me but I was lying on the couch last night fucking cabbage man <laughs> uh just like rattling with dre- adrenaline and uh but it's a good it's a natural high it's a good drug if you just get used to it you know how to deal with it it's amazing because after it you've got that high and there's nowhere to put it aye well i had a, bur- a cheese <laughs> all these comedians get <laughs> him and fucking painting their full house man. I, I had a i never ate yesterday i never ate any food and then when i got home at half 11 I uh, had a cheeseburger, onion rings, chips, cheese and curry sauce and I was like right that's the fucking you know somebody maybe take drugs or drink alcohol but I'm like I'm starving and that was my drug last night. I'm bad. My dinner or all. I'm bad for that the sort of after gig eating because like if you're leaving especially if they're not in Glasgow or they're maybe a wee bit further afield you're leaving at dinner time to get there. Mm-hmm. It makes sure you're there early so you're not having dinner mm-hmm. and then you get home and I start binge eating. I'm a fucking, I'm a heart health services merchant. I'm a, I see the, see the amount of M&S carriages I've been into. With Darren, funnily enough. <laughs> when we went to Inverness. I did. I'm a fucking, I'm a services menace, man. Honestly. The sandwiches, then you get home and you start fucking, you've got a pot, you've got a kettle going for a pot noodle, man. You've got a fucking microwave going. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> but other people maybe sitting so, there going, you fat cunt. <laughs> if you're doing five minutes, buddy, just be careful, mate. Because there's so much more to it than just five minutes. There's the nerves. There's the booze. You're like, fuck it, I'll have a couple of pints because I'm nervous. Next thing you know, you've had seven pints. Then you go up and you smash your gig. Then you've got that adrenaline high. You're thinking, no way, man, I've just fucking made a hundred people laugh. You've never experienced that before. Get off stage and then you're like, peace and kebab. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're 40 stone. You're like, what the fuck (laughs) happened to my life? (laughs) Let's talk about Dan Connell. Thank you for being my friend, the tour. So I was very privileged and honoured that I got the opportunity to open for you in Inverness. We had an amazing time. Uh, the car journey. I, I just the whole start to finish, waking up to going to bed. I loved it. So thank you very much. How talk me through? The, you, you told me a wee bit uh, about, about the tour. So tell us about you know why you want. You know how you were sort of. I, I want to do a tour. Well, thank you for being my support act that night. It was great, mate. Thank you for just, being my friend. I just travelling up, having a laugh, and it was uh, it was a good shift. I know, wasn't it? It was like it was near Glasgow crowd. We had to work for it, and we came away, and we we're like, that was good. So, I regarding a tour, I've been doing it for fourteen years. I got the hunger back when I started doing the podcast. I was watching other people doing tours and I was like, I've got a tour in me. I know I've got a tour in me. And I feel like it's just something that I needed to add to my CV. So it's been going well. I've been enjoying it. And uh, the last one's in the Orin Moor in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And then I'll try, I'll see what's happening next year. I'm going to try and mix it up a wee bit. So tell us everywhere you're going to be hitting. Aberdeen fuck man Aberdeen's the next one no no East Kilbride Aberdeen then we've got Dundee Edinburgh and then we're finishing in more. it's That's going to be it. tasty I thought he was going to say Dundee Hamilton Aberdeen <laughs> and I don't know I just I thought he was Dundee going to Dundee Hamilton <laughs> um, dressed no. up as Zuby <laughs> <laughs> That's how my support address it was Bro- uh, Broxy. We just fight like, fuck for Aye. an hour. That's we are dad's samurai, so. 
but it's quality that you're doing a tour um, and I think it shows as well that you don't need because I think when people think a tour they think Glasgow or they go Aberdeen Glasgow Edinburgh Newcastle man all these big cities like you didn't realize there's millions of other places within these places that have venues that can hold a hundred or more people and they're easily sellable you know because uh, I think you do see like especially when you see all these fucking tour posters of like the big boys as you like to call them and it's all these major cities and all that and arenas and you're like but you can do that without having that and build it that way there's more man way to fucking do it do you know what i mean i don't think we should get you five minutes i think we should take you straight to a tour <laughs> <laughs> i can picture it already just straight to a tour just but buddy on tour just fucking causing it man buddy on tour a one-man panto <laughs> I think we should do that. One we'll man fill you, We'll fill you with coke and speed. All right. And then... Sounds healthy already, straight after that. Filled with drugs. Gonna guarantee you to eat kebabs and that after, aye? See the thing is, see if I actually marketed <laughs> that as you, right? I just a promo clip out of you. Your best bits, right, on here. Just the shit you came out with. And I just go, I'm filling him with coke and speed and I'm bringing it to my town near you. I fucking guarantee <laughs> you it would sell out like that and we'd be putting extra shows on. Aye. He might not live to the end of the tour, but it's going to be fucking... <laughs> right, it'll be good. I've got your understudy. We've had to, find it, we had to take out a big loan for the bank to, <laughs> to supply him with these drums. <laughs> We're fucking... Oh, imagine that. Just hunters that like, what's in the suitcase, boys? Is that your stage gear? No, it's just hunters of cocaine, <laughs> man. Um, I wanted to, I, I like asking this to most of the guests we have on our comics is like, I think they've all been comics right enough. What's, what, have you got like a, your best ever slash your favourite ever gig? Uh, off the top of my head, I remember doing my, my Glasgow Comedy Festival debut. It was at Blackfriars and I sold out four nights it was one of the four nights i can't remember what one it was paul craig came to the the show before i knew him or met him and i remember being so laid back it wasn't the first show i'd done a couple and i was like loose by then and i remember essentially <laughs> I know, because I was... <laughs> <laughs> she was the groupie for the tour, like... <laughs> Cut that out. Ross in the mud. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, that's horrendous for me. <laughs> don't cut it out, I don't think she watches it. <laughs> 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 no, she does, do. It's her fucking feather I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, right. I that fucking door in, man. Oh, Aye. Only so, spit facts, anyway. I remember... I remember having an hour and uh, I wasn't on purpose, but I, w I just improved for about 58 minutes, like crowd work. And uh, then I asked the sound guy how long I've got left and he said five minutes. And I was like, fucking hell, man, I've not even done a joke yet. <laughs> and I get a good laugh. And I was like, God, that was me. And I was so comfortable that I was able to just run with it. So that was Blackfriars. And then I remember doing a gig at the Kings for uh, a, a charity and Bridges was hosting. It was like Fred McCauley, Ray Bradshaw, Susie McCabe and I went up. It was a Monday night to sell out Kings crowd and that was good. And then the most surreal fucking gig that I've ever had in my life was 
I still don't know how I get asked to do this, right? But the guy get in touch, it was called Stand Up for Scotland. And it was like 10 of the the most motivational people in Scotland to go up and at the hydro in front of 12,000 school kids, right? And do a 10 minute talk of like where they, how they got there in life. So there was a professional golf player. There was a couple of DJs that played a set. There was somebody that uh, get diagnosed with a disease, but she was like, she never had that long left to live, but she fucking like started smashing life and raising all sorts of money for stand up uh, for the charity. And then I went up and done 10 minutes of stand up in front of 12,000 school kids <laughs> that were under 16. <laughs> and I remember thinking, cause Scott squad was improved. I was like, oh, I'll just go up and I'll improv it because I do improv comedy. <laughs> see that level. See when you stand on a stage like that with 12,000 people looking at you. I forgot my fucking name. <laughs> like I was so, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I forgot what time it was. I forgot what day it was. I forgot the fucking charity. I forgot everything about it. And then I was like, I've not got any, in my head I was like, I've not got any fucking jokes. Cause it's all like dark. So uh I went into this weird motivational speech. Just like if you just want to follow your dreams, just follow your dreams. Fuck it, man. Just go for it. <laughs> I used Fuck to be a trolley boy in Asda, now it's like Bobby for Scott Squad. And then I did this impression. It's an old joke. I did an impression of a washed up baby mermaid. And that's the only thing that I could think of as child friendly so i was like geez like impressions everybody was like yes and i was like what about a washed up baby mermaid and everybody was like what <laughs> and then i just went into a washed up baby mermaid impression just could, doing that for 10 minutes could, could we see what that looks like 10 minutes right Twelve thousand people i'm standing there with a coat on and i was just like that help <laughs> help Push me back in. <laughs> Can somebody push me back in? Fuck off. <laughs> 12,000 kids and not a pube amongst them. Aye, basically. <laughs> then quality. I was in the house for four o'clock. I was sitting on my couch like that. My, I, I felt like I was in shell shock. I was like, I'd just done a gig to 12,000 people on a Wednesday afternoon. It's not even five o'clock yet. What the fuck happened? It was the most mental... Uh, that was mental, man. That was mental. See, recently, I know, somebody got in touch with us, uh, a lassie. She's in London. She's like a drama student. She was like, I was at that, I was at that gig as a pupil and you told me to follow my dreams and now I'm in London as a dancer. Thank you for telling me to follow my dreams. And I was like, I just done a fucking baby mermaid impression for 10 minutes. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? That's fucking quality, mate. So uh, that was there. You go. It does work. I love it. It does work. The underdog. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Have you got a sort of worst ever gig? When you go, you can't like. There's some you can't even bear to think about. Either whether because you had a bad performance or it was just a fucking bear pit. Bear pits. Uh, I'm trying to talk about something that I've maybe no mentioned on a podcast before. Um, 
I mentioned it on the fatherless podcast. Oh no, we don't want to replicate them. Oh, don't do that. No, don't do that. We don't want to hurt MD's feelings. <laughs> we don't want to steal MD's thunder. There's a couple of ones I remember doing one in a a, a Masonic Hall, and I was closing when I was an open spot before Scott Squad. The promoter didn't give a fuck, and he's like, "You're a good open spot, so you go up and do thirty minutes." <laughs> <laughs> Like 30 minutes I need bored mate and he's like I can give you 25 quid and I was like 25 quid for 30 minutes it's not even a pound a minute and I went up and it was this Masonic call in Falkirk and as I was trying to do jokes there were everybody at their tables were you could get a bottle of vodka for a tenner so everybody was just ordering bottles of vodka and it was horrific man that was nobody laughing uh, just brutal and then uh, there's been a couple of open mics that I've done to try and get new material and I've just walked. All right, I tell you what, Beehive in Edinburgh, right? Right. Friday night, half ten at night, a room full of Africans. No Scottish or British people there. Everybody in the crowd was African. And I went up and I'm like, Ekkies, depression, alcoholism to complete silence <laughs> like no even heckled it was complete silence and the compere was standing in the back of the room and mid set i just done that mate what the fuck am i supposed to do and he done that <laughs> keep going and i was like ah, i can't go mate i'm dying of mars we're having this conversation to silence they were just sitting there just looking at me like i was a fucking alien and i just done that i'm sorry i'm really sorry everybody I'm just going to end my set and I walked off, nobody clapped, <laughs> silence, walked to the back of the room and the compere went on and he just couldn't help but laugh. The guy hit, he hit a fit of the giggles and I'm standing at the back and I'm like, mate, I'm sorry. And he's like, stop saying you're sorry. But I was, it was one of the gigs I was at the back of the room and I was like, what the fuck have I done with my life, man? I need to get a job or a career. Edinburgh can be like that though. I think Aye. it can be very. I done. I've done um, Edinburgh before. Uh, one Scottish guy in the crowd. Uh, there was other people there. They just were Scottish. It was just one guy. Um, and it can be. It can fuck you right up. Aye. Because if you look at it and the compares going up, and the compare normally will start asking people where they're from, especially in Edinburgh. Um, you've got Americans and fucking. Malaysia and you're that's, going that's mental I've had that a couple of times I remember doing the heat the beehive again and it was a room full of Australians or Australians the entire crowd and it was amazing the gig was brilliant but I that it was all African females so I don't know I don't know did how they that speak happens. English nope <laughs> not one word of English what's and the I'm, predominant I'm language screaming in doing the fucking mic I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> what is the what is the the predominant language in Africa? Don't even bait me, last mate. Africa. I'm not baiting you. Know it's no, a fucking genuine question. Mate, Africa's a big, massive place. That's a continent, yes. Aye, so you've got hundreds of places in Africa. Hundreds of countries. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the predominant within those countries? I don't know, because you've got hundreds of different ones. So what, what like, I don't know if there's just one, there's no just, is there one Africa? Af no. no, there's no. <laughs> there's numerous. Right? Yeah. Name one. Senegalese. Okay. You were close, mate. What? No, Senegal. Sorry, but Senegal, <laughs> but is Senegalese the language it's called? Is oh, it not? Right. Aye, fucking. 
I'd really, no, if I was I'd naming really countries, hope... why don't we start naming countries? Cameroon, Senegal, Nigeria, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is one, and Cambodia. Mm-hmm. So I can name, I'm not a fucking idiot. Despite what you all think. I what don't do think you... you're an idiot. Cheers. Cheers, Dan. You soon will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll not take long. Wait for the quiz. Aye. Uh, I wait for the quiz. It's heavily rigged in the guest's favour. It's no rigged at what? all. See, you say that, but see the one against uh, Billy? I was actually no bad. That was that was no the worst. Sure. I'm getting better. I'm learning. Thriving under pressure. What are you doing, me? Sorry, I've just realised that I've put a bomber in my t-shirt and I'm absolutely raging. Oh, I seen you do it. I never said anything, but why did you come on and look, look like a dick with a hole in your t-shirt? You're a fucking walloper. So yeah. Just getting the just getting the TikTok uh, uh, fucking you know ammo he fire at you. Actually, for the MMA people out there, I got this in a wrestling fight. <laughs> um. I can't believe I put a bomber in that. That's passion. Do you have a favourite comedian? Do you have a, like a hero, an idol that you go stand up? Idol. Uh, when I was younger, I really liked Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. It was majorly kind of American based, mm-hmm. and Robin Williams. Loved John Candy, but recently I've been listening to a comedian called Bobby Lee. Right, oh, and Bob. he's been hitting the spot. Bobby man. Lee, Theo Vaughn. Bobby Lee is like people talk about Dave Chappelle when Joe Rogan. See Bobby Lee, he's like, I mean, he's famous, but I think if he did a special, he would be massive. Massive. Uh, so I like Bobby Lee, but all time hero. I don't know if I've got one, but when I start enjoying somebody, I get obsessed with them. So, like, if I'm in the mood for Robin Williams, I will watch every single Robin Williams film. I will listen to every special, and then I'll just stop and I won't, I won't listen to him for like two years. I'm the exact same as I'm that. in the mood for somebody like John Candy or Chris Farley. I mean, Chris Farley's not really a stand-up comedian, but I say he's one of my heroes, definitely. Uh, do you know what? who Chris Farley is? No. Wait, do you? <sighs> 23. Oh my god. 99. I'm 99. I was born. When did he die? 97. Ah, right. Aye, so I, I know. I, I was 98. I, I, we, it was dead when we were born, but you know, you know, you obviously know Saturday Night Live, don't you? Aye. So I'm an Adam Sandler kind of broke through at the same time in that, like David Spade and stuff, and then they done their I films. Eh, played Chris a couple Rock. of roles. Chris Rock, you, you know, seen, all that sort of stuff. But Dave, have you seen Billy, Billy Madison? <gasps> Oh, oh my god, he's the bus Billy driver. Man. See the bus driver that just screams. He's... Oh, the one who's dying the fucking <laughs> that No yelling on the bus. Aye. 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 I know him. I love Billy Madison. Good for him. Mate, I watched that map with my missus that night. Um, she'd never seen it, and I was like, prepare yourself. The part that comes out of that back to school, back to school <laughs> to prove to that da, 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 I'm not a fool. I got my boots tight, tight, and then. I hope I don't get in a fight. I'm speechless, oh, back to school. Bindi looks like he's fighting a panic attack there, man. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just see when he does stuff like that. I'm just sitting there like that. Right, guys, it was good. It was good watching. Right, so I've got a question for you. Who's your favourite stand-up comedian? Stand-up comedian? <coughs> Bert Kreisner, probably. Fuck you. Great choice. What about you? Mm. Ross, were you hoping he was going to say you? Ah, that's how I said fuck you. Um... I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't um, believe it. 
know what I mean? I put this, this, guy, I put this, guy, right. I put this guy in a fucking platform and he spits in my face like that. What a practice. Do you know what, Ross, right? <laughs> See, the, like, it's just one of them things, mate. Like, nobody thinks her pals are actually that funny. I think my pa do you know it's like, <laughs> I, no, it's like an absolute kick to the box. No, right. No, what I mean is, right, is it's the same as like, Ronaldo, let's see like fucking Ronaldo and Messi's boy. They don't look at their dads and oh and go, my God. Right? Because they, they know them. Do. Not because they know them. I think, I think you would go, oh my God, no, my dad's Ronaldo. No, no, it does not but. <laughs> you would. Ronaldo's dad's did, but. On a side note, sorry to. <laughs> 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 no, but do you get what I mean? Like, yes, I I know what you mean because like if you, because know, the you person, know me, if you know the person, you're no showing up and sort of. If I was to do an arena tour and I sell out every ticket, you'd probably still go. He's not even that funny. No, but I'd, I'd go, but I wouldn't be sitting there like, oh my god, I'm getting to see this guy. But like, there's that dick on the stage, man. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> dick on the stage. Thank you so much. That's what I, I think. I'm I got the bills next to him. GM used to push your bed. <laughs> I did actually push. Somebody actually, right, somebody actually asked that in the day. I was going right. to save it. Um, when was the last time you pushed the bed? No, we've done it. I know, but they asked it again. Did they? Aye. Why? I did they, you know watch the message? Isn't it? I don't know. I See, just because I used to have that wee thing. So you have ever obsessed with me pushing the bed? Never going to happen. So you can stop asking. I've got a good idea. Um, you can green light this if you think this is a good idea. But they should do five minutes before Ross and just out all his embarrassing childhood <sighs> shit that he's done. Fuck. Oh, just out Ross and then and Ross, then Ross needs to follow it straight after it and go up and do half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> to a room, a room full of Africans. <laughs> Who love MMA. <laughs> <laughs> to the Scottish hit squad. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so feared about putting on a show if they all come just to pay like £5 to punch my fucking light suit. It's alright mate, I'll be security. There's no, I'm doing nothing if that big Ross. Excuse me, you don't, and he just fucking punch me. I'm like, oh. I'm sorry. He, he would do that thing when he goes to nut you, and he would still miss Aye. and flare you. You know, flare you by a miss. Well, that's fine. My favourite ever back on track here. Sorry, my favourite comedian of all time. Um, I would say Lee Evans because I grew up with the DVD, and I could watch it religiously. Whereas I see other comedians, I can watch it once, but I'm gonna watch it again. It makes me go right. I watched it, and I'm not an urge to put that back on do you know who I've been seeing on clips on TikTok was in see Cat Williams I've seen a lot of clips of him he's quite funny uh, he's uh, a genius by the way uh, I've been seeing a lot of clips of him recently on TikTok I don't know uh, why the algorithm's just feeding me Cat Williams clips he's got some amazing see he he's a definition of a comedian that was at his peak and now he's dipping but he's obviously gone through a lot of stuff like mental health and drug addiction and all that but he's got a stand-up special that is probably one of the best stand-up specials ever made. Can't even remember what it's called, but brilliant. You should check him out. See me another guy. I think his name's called Airy Spears. Airy Spears used to do Mad TV. Mad TV, amazing doing impressions. Really great stand-up comedian. You can Google him and you'll see him roasting uh, like Shaft and all that at a comedy night. He was in the news last week for saying. Uh, do you know Lizzo? Aye. Rapper. He said that she looked like the shite emoji. And he's been getting death threats. 
So he's like this really famous 80s, 90s comedian that's came back out because (laughs) he called her the shite emoji. (laughs) And he's he's getting death threats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she fucking deserves. She's been fucking ratioed, man. She's fucking, I hate cunts like that. This is what I hate about the modern day world. It's a fucking pile of pish. Because in that song, right? She says, oh, I've got a pain in my mouth. She says about, um, like, in the song, like, Balenciagas. But I'm going to imagine that's Balenciagas. Who gives a fuck? Why does, and it's all, and it is, it's always pure wearing the best of gear. No, I fuck it. It really, really winds me up. And it's, the song's about a lot of shite. And she's no talented in the slightest. She's no. All right. I'd I, I Counterpoint. Like I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Right. She does look like a shite emoji. However, <laughs> the people like her stuff. But I think she's getting off. She's got that bigger following. The people like her stuff that she can actually afford to buy all the good things that she wants. So I know, but it's kind of does like, she really give a fuck if you don't like no, her? No, I know, but it's just kind of like it's all you see me here. I know, but it's all you see me here because that's what's popular now. So everyone and just people need to get their fucking get up sorted. Personally, don't really think it's that great. Guys are the worst for it. Guys are the fucking worst for it. Going out and buying like, and I hate this. I fucking hate this when you get some cunt and you go like, well, did you buy a fucking a hundred, two hundred pound Stone Island jumper for? Oh, I didn't buy it for the badge. I like it. It's a plain jumper. There's literally no design on it. It's a plain solid color. Are you fucking nuts? You could get the same one in H and M for fucking fifteen quid tops. I can't, I can't do that. Are you moving at me right now? I'm just, you're on the road, so I, basically. But do you know what I mean? Do you know, think there's so many people like that? No, I get it. I've been like that before. So. I think, right, personally, I don't care if people fucking want to shoot me down for us, right? But I think guys especially worry about the designer clothes that they're wearing to look good when they're out of Paul Birds. That's the way I see it. That's just my opinion. Could be wrong. But I think you're kind of making a cunt to yourself doing that. Because I know personally from my masses that they buy their clays off ASOS for 20 quid. It's so easy for birds to get clays. Do you know what I but mate, and then they the put out and spend like all this money day, right? on designer clays. You're giving it this, right? Who gives a fuck? See if that makes that guy happy that he's bought this jumper or he's bought that. Let him fucking date. It's his money. He makes his own money. Do you know what he's I mean? He's not using somebody else's money. I know what you mean. Although he might be using, he might be a fucking drug dealer or something like that. And he's using well, there you go. But, but I mean, no, but, do you not think it's a bit like kind of give yourself a break? No, he's, he's a grown man, mate. Cunts can buy what they want. The reason I brought this up is because he's but the most vain. But the voice of reason there, man. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because he's the most vain guy on the planet. Aye. And I knew I would get him. I knew I would just set him off. I'm in totally in a wind up mood this week. I knew it would just set him off like that. He's not winding me up, right? Because do you know what? See, this guy, he fucking sucks. I wouldn't let him wind me up. He's a bozo. I swear to God, mate. Honestly, he's the most vain guy He's ever. a bozo. We've got a, we've got a brilliant guest on and you're trying to wind me up. That shows the level of pettiness that you fucking sit in. Brilliant guest on. Why to find out about him? Bobby. The Scott Squad. Right, be my guest, Charles John. It's better your podcast. Com- better comedian than you. <laughs> Aye, come on. <laughs> That's not... That was me stooping to his level. That's he, he's also a better love maker. No, right, okay. This is a 50 50 thing. It's your pot. Buy it, batter in. Charge on. Right, so Straight bag. Let's go on there. That's right. So, see the film in a Scott Squad? And that, take us behind the scenes of how all that sort of works. How, do, how does Usually it it's cameras, microphones, actors, a set, filmed, edited, published. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about, you know, you're talking about clays and people 
spending hundreds of money on shit. I actually starved myself to get into a shirt last night. <laughs> because <laughs> because I didn't want to go and buy a new shirt for 50 quid. Remember, Paul, I was like that to Paul before the gig. My memory's a wee bit fucked. I don't know who I was saying it to. I think I said it to Paul. I was like that to Paul at the bar. Mate, I'm so nervous, man. I think this shirt's dead tight on me. And he's like, you've got a gig, you fucking prick. I was like, I was lost in my head about the shirt. It was a 90 quid shirt that I bought two years ago and I couldn't fit into it. And instead of buying a new shirt, I just starved myself for a week. And I was standing in front of the mirror and I was like... He's yeah, shredding, he's shredding, he's got the vest on, he's feeling he's it. Sleeping out on and all that. Just to I totally fucked my whole routine. I never got to sleep to six in the morning. But do you know what? I fitted into the shirt. <laughs> I should have just bought a new one. So, aye, Scott Squad. I know. I got in the house last night, exhausted, fucking gorging on a burger. Like, <laughs> nearly ruined my gig. <laughs> nearly fucked the whole night. I felt like I was weight cutting for the UFC. I know you hate that, but somebody commented on it. This guy's this guy's only raging because he doesn't understand people can actually lose weight. Oh. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> somebody did. There was a couple uh, of fat jokes in there. Aye, there was. I was even getting it tight, and I was the fucking. I know people were saying these guys are fucking idiots. Not that. Paul, you were included in that. People were getting you, and I love it, mate, because I've dragged you all down with me. All right, mate. I know I'm not an idiot, so we can fuck off. <laughs> it was just Virgins the... on TikTok, fuck's sake. Uh, uh, like, accounts. There's one that says these guys have never been a fight in their life, and his name's like Ogard Og Dog or something. Like. Uh, it's, like, it's like the dog's account. But anyway, listen, your podcast, buddy, you fucking, you batter in, son. Right, Scott Squad, typical day of filming, take me through it. Do you go in, do all this? What, what, what is it actually involved? <laughs> no, like, because it's behind the scenes, isn't it? We don't know about this. Top journalism there, do you do this now? Right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm away at the motorway, mate. <laughs> oh, try again. No, so do, do, do you win? Do you do like, makeup? Do you do all that shit? Right, so Scott Squad is normally a six week shoot, and then the cast get divvied up. So I would get four days, I'd get two days filming and two days. Uh, to chat about what we're going to do and press stuff and all that interviews and photos but a typical day would be picked up at half six in the morning took to the set then it would be in for makeup and they would check my skin and, the, and they'd be like they tell you to shave and stuff but they're like if they feel like you need to shave again they'll tell you to shave so I'd have a shave then you're in the makeup chair you're in the makeup chair for like an hour or something and it's not really about it's all that shit's today with lighting Aye. rather than how you look so they could put makeup on my face for like two hours and i won't really look different but it's something today with the lighting is, i think is it to stop it bouncing off so you get glare and all that i it? think so so makeup chair for a couple of hours and then it's to costume department but i'm quite lucky because my costumes are t-shirt joggies and like a hoodie and then they they do your hair your glasses and then you go and get a bit of breakfast and then after you all have your breakfast you get took to the set and then maybe have a coffee then the director and the producer, producer come in and me and karen would stand there and then we would just run through our 
were, were notes. Uh, please don't tell me that's her real name. That's her real name. Is it? Yeah. Officer Karen loves it. Karen Barkey. I love that. That's quality. I thought you just made a that there. I'll just call her Karen. No, it's, see when we, because it's improv, we both came up with the characters. So I think, uh, I think she was, we were like, what do you want to call it? And she was like, just say Karen. Ten year ago, no really, <laughs> Don't give no, no really gave much thought to it. But I, that's a typical day, and then we're there. So it's like you leave your house at half six, and then probably back in the house at maybe eight o'clock at night. It's a long day. It's a long day. It's hard because it's improv and all. So see, when you're trying to improv at fucking half seven in the morning, <laughs> it's mental, mate. And then nobody can laugh either. See, the first time I started doing it, you're used to just doing stand up in front of a crowd. So you run in the station and you're doing these improv shit. Nobody's laughing and straight away I'm like, "That's a shit." Is a shit. Uh, I was like, "Out to the cameraman, is it shit?" And he's like, "We can't laugh, mate." <laughs> but you get used to it, and then you know, you just know. What's are you? How many? Like typically, I know this could be so like vague and all that, but typically, how many sh like takes are you for a good? One? We're free takes. Free takes each one, regardless of how good it is. It's free takes. We just do it. Uh, that's the way it is. Who's the one? You ran in and you fail. Aye. And you fucked you. Did you actually fuck you? Was, did you, was that improv? You did that. Did you like, you but <laughs> did, are, you, are you like in the floor like, fucking up, man? You got up and did this? Or like... No, there was a crash, mat. Was there? So we run through the door and I just swan uh, dived into this like uh, FIFA crash, or... mat. Aye. And then, uh, I. Then I pushed, I can't even remember. I was inspired with something with that. I can't even remember what it was, but aye, that was a good, that was a good laugh that day. That's fucking tight, man. That's quality, isn't it, running just taking a fucking diving heater? Ah, it's, it's weird, see, when you're working, I've not done many acting gigs apart from Scott Squad, but see, when you're, when you're in a situation like that and you see the wheel turning, it's so many people doing so many jobs and see if one person fucks up for the runner right up to the top to the producer you're just like wow man this is this is really mad yeah. to watch so you, you're saying that's your only acting gig have you studied acting no was I that just a i can i think i'm good enough to kid on that i'm how did you get the role then how I've, did you... I've done some acting work since but i, I got the role of scott squad because joe hulett was a runner in the comedy unit and now he's head head comedy boss at channel four and he created Scott Squad when he was a runner. And um, I was doing stand-up one night. And I knew him beforehand, but I was doing stand-up one night. And I was just... I was tired. And I gigged in that room so much that I was getting a wee bit bored of it. And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to go up and I'm going to wing 10 minutes. And if I die in my arse, it's an open spot night. This is what it's for. And if I get anything for improv in 10 minutes, hopefully it thickens my skin. And I went up, improv 10 minutes. Joe Hulett was in the, the crowd having a couple of beers. And after it, he came up to us and he's like, ah, look, we're uh, working on this thing at the comedy unit. Um, I'd like you to, to come in for an audition. And I was a tro trolley boy in Asda. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go in. And I treated it like a gig. I remember walking in and seeing all these actors dead nervous and all that and i was like i'm not going to be nervous this is probably never going to happen again i'm just going to treat it like a stand-up gig how can i make people laugh 
how can I make all these people sitting watching us laugh? And I just had great fun. But I've had a couple of other things I was in. Uh, you heard of Trust Me with Jodie Whittaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she was filming a doctor's thing. It was called Trust Me. She was a nurse. And uh, I played a, a a nurse that was like undercover, like a grass. So she was stealing things on the job and stuff. And I was like... And you're snitching on that bitch. Snitching, I. But we filmed it in a unit in Milton in Glasgow. Not that far from my house, right? It was the old waterworks in Milton. All right. That's been turned into a TV studio. So I'm doing there. It was a two-day job. I'm playing this nurse. They asked us to grow a beard and stuff. So I grew a beard. It was pretty cool. Wasn't he wearing my glasses? Didn't he really look like Bobby? And it was sitting in this old waterworks in Milton with fucking Jodie Whittaker. And there was somebody for the in-betweeners in it, I know. I can't remember the guy's name. But he was a good guy. Sitting with Jodie Whittaker, the guy for the in-betweeners. And somebody that was in Star Wars. And I'm like... Paul, 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 have you heard this story before? Paul, have you heard this story before? The Star Wars so. bit? No, I don't think so, man. Oh my God, mate. <laughs> oh, wait, somebody for Star Wars? Aye. Do you know no, what? No one of the main guys, but he had a part in it. And I was literally sitting there like... I used to drink Bucky in here. Like this, <laughs> I used to serve your spank to my like, tits. I've came down into this unit and sneaked into this unit when I was a wee guy and we used to get mad with it. Like I've had a fucking wank here. <laughs> like somebody gave Wait, me what? a wank in this fucking unit. Oh so, sorry, somebody gave you one. I thought you were just like out with the boys I, I was getting... just, for a bucky having a wank. <laughs> I'm like, I used to hang about here and get full eckies when I was a wee guy. And the guy for the in between us was just laughing away. I was like, mate, this is fucking stab central down here. We're filming a proper channel four like drama series fucking mental and that was i know like so professional as well so there were there was like a a driver there like do you want a lift back to your house i'm like mate i can just walk it <laughs> that's the first time i've ever had a gig that i've walked at him so i oh, walked yeah. at him from Milton to my mom's house and i was like that was the most mental fucking day i've ever had in my life that's unbelievable man right that's class we'd be drinking that on and we were talking about acting and I was, funnily enough, playing the wind-up. And I reckon, I said to them, I reckon acting's a piece of piss. Right? I'm fully aware that it's not, I'm fully aware that it's probably very challenging, mm -hmm. right? And it's very difficult. But all I'm saying is, have you seen the TikTok? Come on, you fuck, by the way. Is an not, Paul, is an Oscar waiting for me or what? Ah, 100%. Exactly. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> There's a fucking jab waiting for you when you get somebody that's <laughs> fucking know. no happy with what you're a, saying. There's a fucking suplex. Um, but I, no, see, like, so you, you don't have any training. You go and do it. Do you do, like, warm-up exercises? Do you do that whole, like, I know you see people in the theatre, like, you know, that sort of thing. No, like, no, with Scott Squad. No, just no. going and fucking. It's, that's why it's hard, man. It's like, you're literally on set and you're like, fucking hell, man. I just woke up. Time to it's go. So, you've not got time. You've not got time with Scott Squad. It's so fast. But I've done warm-up stuff with Panto. I remember doing Panto and Dundee for four weeks. And I, I was playing the Dame. I've played the Dame and I've played uh, the Dafty that loves Cinderella. So I put on this stupid voice. I'm like, all right, everybody. But see, when you're doing it for four weeks, it's bad on your throat. But obviously, I 
then they give a fuck i just done it yeah. but they're i'm in a cast full of like musically trained actors and dancers and stuff so they did warm-up exercises every day and i i did that because i was starting to actually lose my voice towards the end of panto quite painful actually aye yeah. but really bad on the throat man i love the panto i used to go my grand thing do you go to panto been a few panels i remember going to one colin and justin were in it the one i went to i don't know a recent uh, the most recent one i've been to was still two or three years ago i think sorry was, i just burped <laughs> uh, king's, king's theater it was cinderella and it was no was it cinderella ah, it was and it was Grado and fucking stephen purden that were playing the evil twins or so whatever the fuck it was. that one that's the most recent one i've been to that i can remember sorry wait a minute what age are you let's see that probably happened when no it was like it was like Four or five years ago, I think. Somebody working my You're still at 18 going to Panto. I was, with, I was with my mom, my dad, and my sister, and my thing, It was like. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a Panto, mate. Nothing wrong going to Panto. I'm, with your family. That, I, I'm just saying, is it not. Uh, okay. Is it not kind of kids orientated, though? I don't know. Because I kind of stopped going when I was like, I don't know. A fucking family that you mate. Grow up and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not bad, I know. it's not Buddy's fault that your family doesn't love you, Ross. Oh, spot the Rangers fan, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's nothing, like, there's nothing against my mum and daddy, just, they're just not on the panel. We pa- only go to see, we, a tough crowd, by the way. We only go to see opera, is it? Aye. Oh, mate, I walked into Panto with my, I, I walked in thinking this will be a piece of piss and I get humbled very quickly. <laughs> Honestly, man, you go out and you're like, Wayne's are no daft. Honestly, they they get it and see you know how there's hundreds of wee in jokes with the panto cast and stuff. When you go, there's like darker jokes for adults. Wayne's are no stupid; they pick up on that shit. Oh really? Aye. So you get them in. You get them. I've seen like videos of that, but you get it in like TV shows that used aye, to get like there's there's because you know there's adults sitting going, "This is utter pish Watching it with their they throw a couple in for them. Cause stand up sometimes like you go wear a pair of jeans and a fucking black t-shirt and then you go up and talk about ekis for fucking 15 minutes we stubble and you're no giving a fuck panto is like see the process of running a show man it is it's grueling that's fucking chaos i'd like to i'd like to i'd like i would really i really really wanted to act in there i think i've proved to myself that i've got it in me to, to pull the wool over to pull the wool wait a minute to pull the wool over 200 odd people's eyes quite easily 200 just with the I comments pan- i'm just talking just about the comments but oh right i get what you're saying it's just just been a wank as usual mate you're a fucking duff ride so <laughs> you are man i feel like i've walked into like a couple fighting or something like we that. always do we're always finding a car as soon as the camera's gone we just want to fucking annihilate each other obviously he would fuck me up big time aye, aye. you you could fuck a lot of fuckers up aye have you seen of mice and men mice and men aye you gave you gave Lenny vibes man like see if i was a bricky i'd be like i want you as a laborer man that cunt could crush bricks you could snapping bricks like when you everybody's lifting one slab but you're lifting four like up with a shooter before big slabs. Who'd you have for breakfast? Gravel on it. <laughs> <laughs> See when you said you were twenty three, I'm like that ah, fucking hell, man. That's mad. I'll, I'm I'm twenty four. Uh, we've we've always looked heavy. You're twenty four. I do you not know this. 
You look, you look worse, mate. I know. <laughs> I know. I look absolutely. I look. See, he shite. just looks like he's big and built. You look fucked. He's got to have that body for a cock. It would look weird, man. No, I mean, it would. But I know. I know what you mean. Like I, I do look really bad for my age. What age do you think he looks? I've been thirty. Back end of thirties. I thought. I thought when I've said that, I'm like you, cheeky bastard. I would say he does look a bit fairy. What do you think, Paul? Mm. Looking at the camera. <laughs> 56. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding on. I would say, hold on, looking at you, you don't look like... I would say Paul doesn't look that much older than you at all. I thought Paul was like fucking 30. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm, I thought Paul was like 32 or something like that. So that's mm -hmm. what I mean. I think you look like you're up to that, near that age. It's the other terror for the samurai sword that's done it to me. Just aged Trauma. me. Aged me horrifically. So I did. What age do you think I look like? Twenty-five. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kind. No, I do think he looks quite young. Very kind. Although I did hear him throw at his age in the middle. I hear somewhere that Dennis. I don't think he was that age. I did throw it. He was thirty-five. Thirty-five. I do think he generally looks like Don't look at me. You don't look 35. You don't. No. You, Thank you. You genuinely don't. It's a childlike mind. Keeps you young. Keeps you young. <laughs> really swallowed my tongue there when I said that. <laughs> I, love, I love that. The child, the child sort of like mine. You always say that in awe with Bobby, don't you? He's a very child friendly character. <laughs> Aye. Aye. The tour's been mental, man. All these Scott Squad fans come and watch me day stand up. They've never seen me day stand up before and they're fucking horrified. Even last night, everybody's like, ah, Bobby. And then I'm just talking about, you know, my usual stuff. I'm, I don't want to ruin it because I want people to go and see it because it's funny. And I know the bit you're talking about, especially at the end, which is by far one of the best bits of stand-up. I'm not even kidding on. I was Thank seeing you, where Amber Neston and then the, the wings, right? Is that what they call it, the wings at the stage? I don't know, right? I'm not a fucking performer here, right? But we're standing next to the sound boy for Inverness and we were like fucking honestly it is fuck fucking buy the tickets do it honestly have you you've only gigged with me twice didn't you the... yes we had one that was really really good uh, that happened in Inverness <laughs> it was fucking absolute pish no honestly it was a fucking it was just a tough night that night wasn't it Aye, that it was, was it was rough have you ever seen me day stand up anytime or was it just day two times day two times aye aye that gig was fucking mental that night it was fabs was it McCool's. McCool's. I keep saying that to you. McFabs. I know you said you said it on your your podcast. And I wanted to. Oh, <laughs> I was like so shouting sorry, at the screen. McCool's. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, my fucking night. But it was brutal. It was brutal. Aye, that's that's the shit that when you walk off stage, you're like, oh. Well, <laughs> 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 fucking sleep easy at night, man. Not I mean the night terrors. It was brutal. My missus was at that one. She actually came with me to that, and there was there was this lassie. These two lassies that latched on here, and they were fucking maniacs. They were talking about like they were like mental health sufferers and they were really open and honest about it and my missus is like what the fuck we we met five minutes ago and the shit they were just nutcases like and there was was there people on the other side of the room i can't remember i'm honing in on that one table the there fucking... was a homeless guy and there was two polish people that's right so we, i was trying to get some chat and i was like all right mate and he's like i'm homeless like, all right or <laughs> to five people in the crowd and then i went to what's your name and he's like i'm polish i'm like cool 
<laughs> this is fucking mental. This oh. is like a fucking fever dream. See, <laughs> see you just brought up a homeless guy, right? We were see when we were in Germany, we were going into this nightclub, right? And this wee homeless guy just cuts in in front of me. I'm like, what's he doing? And he just getting up. <laughs> and we've not even got, we're in the middle of the, the queue at this point to get in. And you just seen the, the, the bouncer go, no, you again. Get fucking. What's that? I did the big guy. He must try and get in there all the time. What, we homeless guy? I just we homeless guy. He must try and get in the club all the time. Felt kind of bad for him. What was he wearing? How did uh, you know he was homeless? How did you go that guy's homeless? How did you know he just went to the club? Because he literally got up for his wee spot. Oh. <laughs> but then he was on a night out. We've all been guilty of sitting somewhere. Literally, if you're fucked. I don't know, mate. It's, it's reeked a pish as well. A guy could be a fucking doctor for all you know, and he's just a fucking magin. Ah, we get knocked and back. And he just really anyway. likes that nightclub. We get knocked back as well. We're no better than the tramp. There you go. Um, what the fuck were we talking about here? Before you started talking about fucking homeless doctors. McCool's. McCool's, that's right. That was only two, that was the, uh, that's only two times we gigged together. Aye. Inverness is really nice. I really, I really like Inverness. I was a bit skeptical because I didn't know it, but I really like Inverness. It's a nice place. It's a really nice place. Eden Court's a stunning venue. How that beautiful was, is that venue, mate? Beautiful, mate. See the what they did? And, oh, what a place. You ever been to Inverness? I'm trying to think where that is. I've been to Inverness. I'm trying <laughs> I think where that is. <laughs> Three and a half feels that way, mate. Yo, is that in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the furthest you've ever been? Furthest? Peter Heed, probably. Like, in Scotland, do you mean? <laughs> aye, aye, all right. Well, we'll need to be Scotland now because I know you've been to like, Germany. So. Oh, no. In Germany's further than Peter Heed. In Scotland, probably like, Peter, Heed, Peter Heed. Maybe up that way, walking with my dad. Right, where's the furthest you've ever been anywhere? Oh, well, I lived in Australia for four years, you fucking idiot. Oh, the I so he did, I forgot about that. Can't you stay in Australia? So Australia, aye. Where's the furthest you've ever been? In Scotland. Faith. Wick. I've been to Wick. My cousin was an air refrigeration engineer and he says, you want to come and help us? Uh, do a shift. Dri- six hour drive to Wick to go and fucking work in a Ladbrokes and then six hours back. That's chaos. Wick was mental, man. See, when you're driving in, you do feel like people are like, who the fuck? Like, <laughs> you're an outsider. It's literally like a gentleman. There's a shop for, a shop for local people. Oh, it? it was mental. And then furthest I've been away in the world would be Peru. I was in Peru. Where the fuck did you go there for? I, I've spoke about this on my podcast. I went to take ayahuasca. I took it for two weeks. I was in the jungle for two weeks. Mental. People always think I'm taking the piss when I say that, but it was a true story. I booked up. I booked <laughs> up. Laugh, you're not. <laughs> it was actually one of the actors, don't trust me. Uh, I was sitting in the green room and I'm having a cup of tea and I won't name the guy's name. He, want, he, he would want to be anonymous, but he was talking about DMT in ayahuasca. And I turned around, because I've took DMT before, and I've I've never knew anybody that took it. And I turned around and I was like, no way, mate, fucking ayahuasca, I'd love to do that. And he's like, I run a retreat. Well, he doesn't run it. It was people from Peru that ran it, but he works for the people in Peru. And he's like, I could book, help you book up, and you would go there. And I was just like, it's always something I wanted to do. So I, I just thought, fuck it, man, it's... It's now or never, because I'll never get that opportunity again. And we flew out to Lima. It was like 13 hours, Amsterdam. Then it was to Lima. And when we got to Lima, it was a 
minute flight to somewhere fucking mental. <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't even remember where it was. In a wee tiny jet. Uh, and then we had to go up the fucking Amazon River for like four hours. And I lived in a fucking mud hut for two weeks. We, it was a bed. I had a stone with a candle on it. And a bit, some paper, a pen, and a couple of books. And I had no electricity, no toilet. Had a shite in a hole beside my hut. Oh. No showers, no toothpaste. It was full detox. It was like no junk food, no sugar. And what did you eat? So they brought, every day they brought uh, two meals. One meal was like a broth, and the second meal was one potato and uh, a chicken thigh. And I remember, because when I went out there, I was like over 20 stone, and uh. I was junk food diet. And see, when they showed us the two meals, the meal was the size of your palm. And I, I remember saying that to the guy, mate, I'm not going to be able to fucking survive on that. I need more food. And see, towards the end, I couldn't eat. I went five days without food because I was so, it was so hot and I was just going through this weird detox. I like right. no having sugar and see no having your phone either, mate. That was probably the worst thing. No having a mobile phone. Oh no, definitely. I lost my phone the first day I got to Germany and didn't have a phone for six days. And it was fucking, you don't realise how horrendous it is. Aye. And you don't realise how addicted you are to just like going on your Pure phone. Pure addiction. That's a drug, by the way. I honestly think a phone's a drug. I came off, I had a come down, no having, no having a phone. See, I was getting mad migraines and all that because you're self-employed. I live with my phone, emails, TikTok, Twitter, everything. Ah, it's fucking... It's, you're never off it. That's your job. Honestly, I was in this fucking mud hut like that. I need my phone, man. <laughs> I need Twitter. It's fucking... That, so that was, that was a mental experience being in Peru. Uh, it, sound, it sounds like you've been taken for your money. I know, mate. See if they're something hit me with that. Was it expensive to do that? Because I imagine it'd be reasonably. Well, it was like. Well, it can't be that dear if that's all you're fucking getting. No, eight. but it's no that. It's more the sort of experience and hanging. I, I imagine they, they sell it quite You take ayahuasca six times. I took that six times. And then for the flights, accommodation. Trap, they, they drive you about and stuff. I think for everything for about two weeks, it was like two grand. So, you're in cruises for nearly that. I know, know what I mean? I remember it's a life changing experience, though. Eh? I, I remember getting back to Glasgow Airport because I never shaved before I went, I had a big ginger beard that size. My beard was ginger. I got too. back to Glasgow yeah. Airport, my fringe was down past my eyebrows, and I was just walking through customs and police and everybody that was working in airports i go to amsterdam for the flight back i was just wearing a t-shirt and shorts i looked like fucking a fat tom hanks <laughs> castaway <laughs> as soon as i got into amsterdam airport the security guard was like ah, come here and put us through a, a machine this full body scanner thing it was like a an x-ray to see if i was smuggling drugs seriously i, I was just because you looked a bit trampy just looked mental 
And they thought you were smuggling? Yeah. Is Peru big for drugs? Yes. Aye. Peru is massive for drugs. Is it? Is it? Aye. Aye. The bold Aye. Peru like 2. Shout out to the Peru 2. For the bit. The bricks. Comes out of Peru like nobody's business. All right. Aye. So I sound like the absolute dick here. Cool. Right. Aye. Shall we do the quiz? It's time for Biddy's Bottle. So, Dan, let me talk you through it. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. We're going to do a quiz. Yes. All right. They are really, really difficult questions and it's evenly matched every time. What will happen is Fanny Boys will go for a wee pee <laughs> and that's soundproof room next door. We'll do the quiz. We'll get 30 seconds on and we'll just do it and it's going to be brilliant. Don't and cheat. No, I don't cheat. I always leave my, I'll say I always leave my phone here, but normally I want them to message me so I can come in because I actually, I'm doing a push. She looked for the full fit. I'm actually genuinely doing a push because I've got the worst bladder ever, mate. That's because you've got a massive hog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can I? Sorry, you have got a massive cock. That's so true, right? Um, The the Schlongmeister General, as we refer to him. Um, Did I bring that t shirt in? I think you left it outside and tapped it up. Surely, fuck, I've no. No, I've seen it. There was a bag somewhere. Right, anyway, go. you go for your pee. Let daddy daddy sort it. He says he hurt his back because he picked me up. He did. We were out on Saturday night together. Yeah. Did. did you bench press him? He picked. He just picked me up. I was wow. I, I was literally stunning, and we were in our pals house, and he just came out and picked us right up. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you all about? But anyway, the Schlongmeister General is urinating. Paul, thirty seconds when you're ready. Don't worry, these are honestly so hard. No, Three, two, one, go. Question one: Where is Eden Court? Inverness. Question two: MMA is what? Fake. Question three, Fanny Salaric, thank you for being. My friend. Question four, Tommy Fury and Molly May announced they're having a what? Baby. Question five, which singer had a hit in the 70s with Maggie May? Rod Stewart. Holy shit, that might be the best attempt. Record. Mate, 16 seconds. Fuck off, no way. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> that is unfucking believable, by the way. I can't believe that. I've literally thrown in a quest of it. <laughs> literally. Yeah, right. Is that, but we take that as the correct answer. It's fake. It's not mixed martial arts. Mate, that's what it's written in my question. Perfect, perfect. That's literally what it was wrote. Fake. Aye. It was more of a... a right, buddy. Buddy. Come on. He's a fucking rasper, ass boy. Right. Right, come and sit your fine ass down, boy. You better know I've pushed all the flare again. <laughs> no, I don't Remember, nobody can hear you, so I can make it up. You're not on that mic. <laughs> Mate, put that kid down. What you doing? Take his pants off, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, that's him back. Sorry. Right, you ready, darling? Right. Happens to all, mate. It does. Especially when the big slong. No, it does, man. She does nothing much. The slong meister general. Just shaking. No, I fucking put it away. Sometimes I put it away, then chuck it, pull it back out, like, ha, you wee bastard, you're no. <laughs> I always imagine you pissing, like, when you put a hose on, full pressure, and you fucking just let it go, <laughs> and it just starts whizzing about. Right, Paul, 30 seconds, when you're ready, please, sir. Three, two, one, go. Question one, where is Eden Court? Hey, Inverness. Question two, MMA is what? Fake. <laughs> Question three, finish the lyric, thank you for being. My friend. Question four, Tommy Fury and Molly May announced they're having a what? Baby. Question five, which singer had a hit in the 70s with Maggie May? Hit in the 70s? Maggie May. Oh, fuck knows, man. Stephen X, just take a guess. That was close, mate. Is that I was getting time? scared there, by the way. I know. I couldn't believe that. 
The correct answer was, of course, Rod the Prod. If you'd said Rod Stewart, I'd probably have went, no, it's Rod the Prod. <laughs> you had to get that. I, do you know, I, I'm going to give him a chance here to pull it back with a bonus question because that's all good a date. So there's no point keeping it right. I want to see if you can get this right. And we'll get you the two of these, right? Now, the bonus question is, Kilmarnock have got the most bookings this year in the SPFL, but how many do they have? 12. Okay, Dan. It's just kind of closest. 14. 12 and 14. The so correct answer. 23 bookings I've got. That's quite well, a lot of bookings. No, but how many? There's how many? There's been, what, six games? Five games? Six? Stop so trying to justify your, your a fan, Dan. If you as you are so the loser. That. Yep, as Biddy is the loser yet again. Did you get would you please right? do the. He got Did five I get out of five. Then? You got yeah, four. Got it was four close. Can I just give a shout out to Folk Lacoste and Dumbarton, by the way? They, they're now doing the printing and uh, I'm so impressed with it. So please present our, de our, dest our guest, please, with his prize. Thank for, you very much. For whooping your ass. Thank you. No worries. Thank you, Biddy. You're a good boy. He is a good boy. Well done. Well done. I'm so chuffed. Thank might, you very much. I might wear that Irma weighted vest. Ah, you look hard, man. You just look like you look like you've just fucking built like one of the anime characters. <laughs> How good's the print on that? Here, it feels comfy, by the way. As it's George Asda, of course it is. That's what I buy all my clothes. Then I get my shoes from Clark's. Thank right. you very much. Listen, Darren, thank you very much for coming on. Remember, please tune in to Straight White Whale. Go and see Darren on tour. Go along to the stand for Funny Bunch. It's everything and it's the holy trinity of just happiness and funny fact thank you again buddy for see before on. you end right right carry on i get three questions right last week and i get four this week mm -hmm. is it going to be five for five is it going to be five no because i'm going to put six questions in next week Fuck. <laughs> okay thanks for that right no listen dan thank you very much for coming on you had fun i've had great fun Good. um thank you for being my friend yes Yay! i love it i love it i love you Amazing. Freeze frame. That's acting, man. That's acting. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put a quid. You need to put a quid in. No, buddy, it was good meeting you, mate. It's good meeting you, mate. I've it's seen all your mad on. TikTok clips and I'm like, I want to talk to that cunt. You know what? I enjoyed talking to him. You know, he is he is infamous in my household due to the fact that my wee sister's fiance looks exactly like Bobby. Wait a wee minute. Which is him. Wait a wee minute. I've just a fucking belter an idea. If you would be up for this, Paul, I would like you to film this. I think this would be hilarious, right? We'll need to do it before we put this episode out. But we get Jenna to go run to the house with Darren and walk in and see how long it takes your mom to die notice. I think they would maybe notice. I don't think they would. I think they would. Wait, age is he? He's uh, 22. Aye, they would notice. <laughs> <laughs> do I see him? I know you said I look 25. No, do you want to see him? <laughs> How you. mental would that be? I do think your mom and dad would take a bit, but I'll show you there, right. but right, Let's sign off and then you can Oh, I saw it. Right, listen. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in again uh, this week. Thank you to Biddy for being here. Thank you to Paul and thank you to our amazing guest, Darren Connell. Um, it doesn't end without the Biddy salute. It's after. Right, and, uh, <laughs> and just a quick shout out to everybody that loves MMA. You guys are the best. Bye. Scotch Belly right till I'm just in for a shine.
That's your pine beans ready.